Agencies across the federal government are turning to applied science and technology to modernize and improve mission delivery. In our podcast, Tackling Government Challenges Through Science and Technology, sponsored by Noblis, we'll be presenting a series of interviews featuring federal executives overseeing various programs and overcoming challenges with innovation. Here's your host, Tom Temin. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today is Abby Emery. She's the Senior Machine Learning Engineer and Principal Investigator at Noblis. Abby, good to have you with us. Glad to be here, Tom. And AI, artificial intelligence, it seems to be on every other set of lips in Washington for anyone connected with programs, with acquisition, and with information technology. What does it look like from your standpoint? How much is this actually seeping into federal government operations, do you think, or into programs? Yeah, Tom, quite a bit. So, um AI as a concept, I mean, this is this is not necessarily a new technology, but this is something that we've seen impressive surges in terms of performance very recently. Uh, even within just the past year, there's been huge developments. So this is um, this is caused by two things, I'd like to say. So we're seeing huge improvements in terms of both machine learning architectures that are used to accomplish this uh, this incredible performance and also the amount of scale that's available to accomplish these things, such as both data that's available and computational power. So these two things put together have really set the stage for, I guess, a bit of an AI renaissance. And uh, like you said, everyone is talking about it. And uh, it's something everyone feels like they have to take a stance on. Right. So the concepts have been understood for quite a while. But now, as you say, people have the resources in terms of cycles on the microprocessor and the data that they can actually do things with this. And that's what's causing this, as you put it, renaissance. That's absolutely right. So uh, there's lots of excitement playing out in this field right now. Um, we can look at some of the some of the most flashy of the applications that are out there most recently. Things that come to mind include you know, chatbots. That's obviously a, a big topic right now. Facial recognition, even the ability of AI to produce art. So this is turning a lot of heads and um, organizations are even starting to feel left behind because they're seeing this human level performance or even at a level of a human expert performance or even superhuman performance coming from this. So um, what I like to think about is, you know, there's a lot of this exciting energy happening right now. There's this big rush for everyone to act now and, and not to miss out on some of the most important things that are happening right now. Um, but you know, I also think it's important to take a step back and to, to take a breather and think, you know, how, how can we make the best out of the situation? How can we mitigate the potential harms that can come from, from this new technology? And who should be thinking about this? And how sounds like a collaborative effort in this thinking, this taking a step back? Yes, definitely a collaborative effort. Um, and I would say it's, it's collaborative both across public and private sectors. So, um, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of industry industry heavy uh, focus in the private sector. So, um, but that's also that that feeds into the work that's being done in the public sector, and so it's so it's a bit of a synergi- synergistic thing. Um, so, as far as the entities that have been concerned with these uh, these events, I mean, we've we've seen action coming from 
up to and including the highest levels of government. So, I mean, the U.S. federal government has issued a variety of uh, executive orders, AI strategies, consultation, especially with private sector uh, experts. Like I mentioned, it's a collaborative effort and also talks about potential regulation or uh, consequences for rogue actors who might be acting maliciously. So um, it's a real it's a real conversation that needs to be had as far as what is the future of AI and how do how do we best handle this new technology? And for the federal sector, there are risks that might be unique to it. Plus, it shares the AI risks of everybody else that's trying to uh, chase after this. So what do you think are the major risks that federal agencies ought to be anticipating at this point? Uh, and that may vary depending on the form of AI they're using and the application they're using. Yes. Um, so I think actually, I would say one of the most important risks to pay attention to is actually the risk of overzealous adoption, um, especially by government agencies. So, I mean, when we think about the risk of AI, I think there's some popular images that pop into our heads when we start to think about things as drastic as even, you know, economic collapse or societal collapse, um, even like a human level existential collapse. So, there's there's a lot of, of fears going on. And I think um, part of that is just people are so excited and there's a lot of misunderstanding happening right now. So I back to, I think overzealous adoption is a really important problem to, to overcome because blindly embracing this new technology is just not gonna be a sound decision. So we we need to come up with a plan um, every, every step along the way, especially for public sector, we need to make sure that we're using this technology intentionally and for the right reasons. How do you mitigate the risk of overzealous adoption? Because you don't want your response to be zero adoption either, correct? That's right. So the, the way to go about doing this is really through, through good planning um, and possibly even somewhere along the road, some sort of regulation that it actually is imposed upon these industries to make sure that they are conducted uh, in a good manner. So, um, Good, good things to have as part of this plan. Generally, you want to make sure you're practicing ethical, uh, ethical practices. So this includes declaring ethical principles for AI development that uh, industries, for companies that are developing this technology, they can follow that. And also having some practical guidelines for actually achieving those principles in a tangible sense. So um, being strategic about adopting AI, I think, is incredibly important and is what going, what's going to take us from that zero adoption uh, level to a, a responsible adoption level. Right, because besides being sure that what you're doing with AI is giving you the results that you want, I guess for a federal agency, it's important that they have the reputational advantage of people trusting what they're doing with AI. That means people have to know they're doing it. And they have to know that they're doing it in a ethical way, as you pointed out. So how do you go about the issue of making sure that not only are you trustworthy, but that the public knows you're trustworthy with respect to AI? Yeah, so I think government has been uh, making pretty good strides on that front so far. So we've seen um, announcements from the U.S. government itself, uh, White House levels, as well as various federal agencies making their own assertions about the kinds of strategies that they are taking to, to mitigate AI. 
um, and make sure that it's handled in a, in a responsible manner. So, you know, like I said, I mean, from the U.S. government, we've seen a variety of executive orders come out directly targeting this issue of, of responsible AI development and, and making that part of our policy. Um, you, we might, you might have seen the fact sheets that are available. You know, it's really it's really becoming a priority of, of the current administration to make sure that that every not only are we making sure that the, the responsible path is being followed, but that people know that we are, um, because because you know government owes owes its 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 responsibility, to, of course, to the American public. And you've done some research into the trustworthiness of AI, which means it might be something that can be measured or somehow tracked. Tell us more about your research and some of your findings. That's right. So trustworthy AI trustworthiness is a really uh, important field, and it's prioritized because of you know, the ability, we really need to, especially as public sector, we really need to make sure that people understand what exactly it means to trust AI. So I think, I think one of the most important things to realize is that tr- the concept of trust in AI is not, it's not really this revolutionary concept. So you can imagine just as the field of aviation, for example, has, has developed over the years, um, we can imagine that aviation, it wasn't always as well regarded as it is now. And through through the path that it's taken um, through, and those that includes um, acquiring uh, regulation standards, like industry standards for development, as well as uh, well-known statistics about the safety of the field, it, it's become an established industry. So similarly to that, I would like to I like people to understand that. that AI is no different. So we need to progress on this path towards towards making sure that the uh, the industry is is understood. The other thing I was going to say about aviation is also technical development has also helped make it more trustworthy. That's very much true and um, that that's another thing that's about where AI is right now. So we're we're the state of the art is not as complete as some people might think it is. We still have a lot of advancements that we need to make with respect to the uh, the fairness of these algorithms, the transparency, the explainability of the algorithms, and of course the ability to trust the algorithms. So ultimately, we need to be able to minimize the risk that can come from this misunderstanding and this lack of trust and ultimately enable human collaboration with AI tools in order to create uh, better services, including government services. And given the state of AI as it is now, what do you think are some of the best applications for it initially in federal government? Yeah, Tom. So one of one of the best ways to think about it is currently the most feasible use cases for AI are actually those that we would call augmentation. So this is where human work is being assisted by an AI agent, but the work is still basically a human effort. So this is used uh, very often to scale beyond what's feasible if only humans are involved, um, such as if you're trying to sift through lots of records or you're trying to make real-time decisions when there's just this huge influx of data. So you can use in the sense through augmentation, AI as a filtration device to be able to process more data in a quicker fashion or possibly to limit the amount of data that actually requires human review. And that can still be a game changer. You know, this is augmentation is a real game changer for a lot of uh, a lot of applications. And I would say that's generally the most feasible use case when it comes to the technology right now. 
Okay, and we're going to look at some of the cases that might be coming in the future, but first we're going to take a short break here. My guest today is Abby Emery. She's the Senior Machine Learning Engineer and Principal Investigator at Noblis. I'm Tom Temin. This discussion is tackling government challenges through science and technology. Sponsored by Noblis here on Federal News Network. Tackling national challenges that continue to rise and change rapidly can be difficult. Noblis can help. Noblis brings together the best of science, technology, and engineering to solve complex challenges, like improving transportation and infrastructure systems, countering threats from weapons of mass destruction, and enhancing the operability of naval surface ships. For 25 years, Noblis has been an innovator with the federal government, investing in advanced R&D, enriching lives, and making our nation safer. Noblis, for the best of reasons. Visit noblis.org to learn more. Welcome back to our discussion, Tackling Government Challenges Through Science and Technology, sponsored by Noblis here on Federal News Network. My guest today is Abby Emery. She's the Senior Machine Learning Engineer and Principal Investigator at Noblis. I'm Tom Temin. And before the break, we were talking about some areas you mentioned augmentation of human work is a good area for AI as it is now constituted at the technology level that it's at, at the trustworthiness level that it's at. What are some areas you think should be caution for uh, application of AI at this point in history? And maybe get back to the idea of why that's the case. And I have a feeling it might be because of trustworthiness. Right, Tom. Um, so one of, the, one of the things, I talked about augmentation. But there's also the people are considering, you know, what does it look like when AI completely automates work, uh, especially labor that we consider to be entirely human. So um, th these systems, hypothetically, they would produce results without any human involved in the verification process. So that's very exciting. And there's huge efficiency implications for, for our processes, of course. Um, but I would like people to understand that this can only, this is not feasible in a lot of cases that exist um, that the people think that they might be right now. That's just the state of the art. Uh, for example, we, we could see how we've had certain degree of success with fully autonomous vehicles, um, such as self-driving cars. However, we've seen that these systems are very much, like, they can fail. And in fact, laws and manufacturer guidelines still suggest largely for, for there to be a human in the loop in this process. And the general guidance is, is that maybe you shouldn't be falling asleep in the wheel um, because the system, of course, could fail. So there's this lack of faith, a lack of trust uh, for AI to be the sole agent involved in decision making. Um, but we're, we're, you know, this is always changing um, and I would encourage interested organizations to stay tuned, organizations to stay tuned to this discussion uh, as the industry embraces especially a more responsible approach to AI that can result in safer models that can be best, better trusted. Um, and I would also like to mention some of the trustworthiness research that Nobles has been working on um, is, you know, we're really concerned about this issue of being unable to, to trust the, uh, the results of these AI systems. So um, through Noblis's research, we've actually, um, especially with a focus on natural language processing solutions, we've been developing this truth-seeking framework where the idea is that the information that AI produces, we can we allow it to be verified against trusted information. So the idea is that, you know, eventually looking forward to possibly, you know, these these, these scenarios of augmentation, possibly even full automation, we want to 
to ease the investigative burden of, of using this AI-generated content um, and ensure that the information that results from the AI can be factually verified. So ultimately, um, whether it's augmentation or full automation, we want to be able to deliver more accurate results from these, uh, these artificial systems faster and in a way that people can understand and trust. So that's where our research is headed. Interesting. So does that mean ethical use of AI, responsible use of AI, that is to say the results that can be verified, that's what that is, is responsible AI? Yeah, there's a lot of talk actually about, uh, you know, what what is ethical and responsible AI? And uh, Nobles is a pretty big believer in that. Um, but, you know, it's, it, that's one of those things that's a process that you have to integrate into your research process and your AI development processes. So um, as, as, you, as, as we think about this, I mean, having trustworthy AI, it involves setting up a standard of ethics and it also means executing those responsibly. So um, it all starts with ethics. You know, without, without an ethical code and a culture of prioritizing ethical conduct, Basically, how we see it is that any implementation of AI can only unintentionally align with some kind of societal good. So it's important to, you know, as part of advancing this, this trustworthiness um, in, in, and improving our AI systems, we need to, we need to have uh, an AI code in, in effect that is able to impart a sense of purpose and intentionality into the work that's that's performed. And so, I mean, when we think about like, what are the ethical principles we want to consider with respect to AI? I mean, this can be anything, but some of the common ones that we see uh, across, across public and private sector include, you know, we want to prioritize a social good. We want to understand the kinds of biases that can be present in these systems and to limit them, to provide for chains of accountability for AI, um, and to, to protect user rights, make sure we understand what are the appropriate uses of AI and what are the potential ways that it can be misused. So that is, you know, when this is done properly, you know, that's great, but we, we really need to have a system of actually implementing these and putting them into action. So that's where we get into the responsible AI component, which actually integrates procedures um, into your, your entire workflows. And through those, you actually integrate safeguards into just the process of developing and using AI. So that is, that's really the goal when it comes to responsible and ethical use of AI. And it can be unique for every organization, but, uh, but when done properly, it's systematically enforced, jointly advances the well-being of both your organization and society, and carefully anticipates and mitigate risks. And you see industry actually moving that way in the way it's using AI and in the way it is developing AI applications for consumption by others. You definitely can see that, Tom. There's, I mean, as we've been talking about, there's a lot of pressure on organizations uh, as AI evolves to to take a stance on the issue, especially with respect to uh, responsible stances. And that's again, that's true for both public and public and private sector. Um, and there, because of this this pressure, we're seeing a lot of um, emerging perspectives on how to manage that risk. So a lot of federal agencies and businesses, such as DoD, DHS, NIST, GAO, um, you know, everyone is is developing their own organizational stance towards these, uh, you know, these ethical practices and how to embed them into your your AI 
at your organization. So it's it's I would say it's it's actually hard to have a serious discussion about AI right now without addressing in some in some uh, capacity the the risks and the way to safeguard against them. And does the government have special considerations when it comes to responsible and ethical use? I imagine it does because it is everybody's government and everybody's paying for it. <laughs> That's right, Tom. I mean, every all, all organizations to some extent need to understand their risks, right? That's just good management. But government, you know, we have a, we have a or government has a duty to to mission and to the public and even especially in an environment where even citizens are, you know, we're still wrapping our heads around AI. You know, citizens want to know how are they going to be benefited from the technology and how are they going to be protect, protected in the instance that the technology is used improperly? So government, it's important for government to answer those questions. And it's really through risk analysis that's going to empower them to provide those answers to, to its constituents. And tell us more about the framework that Noblis has developed, the responsible AI framework. What are some of the elements and how do you access it and how does it work and overlay your AI development programs? Yeah, so uh, Noblis is really excited about that. And we have a, we have a lot to say about um, when it comes to responsible and ethical AI. So um, our responsible AI framework is it's it's called the RAIF, R-A-I-F, that's what we call it. And the goal, of course, is to embed our ethical and responsible practices into uh, our full AI pipelines at the project level everywhere at Noblis. So we have... Um, you know, we have we have three main components to our AI framework. So largely, this is we, we think about our regulatory bodies that are involved. So they provide holistic oversight as well as individual project level insight to specific teams that are working with AI. We also can uh, comprise our AI principles, which describes kind of like those ethical ethical principles that we're talking about. Like what what are the risks? that we're dealing with here. We want to make sure that our AI, for example, is transparent and explainable, that it is fair, and uh, at least that we understand its biases, and that it's driven by data that's valid. And of course, the, the third uh, goes on, really hits home that responsible component where we're talking about actually what are the tangible procedures and practices and uh, trainings that we actually need to implement in order to have some tactical project level direction. So this framework is, you know, this has been the product of, you know, quite a long time of careful consideration for us and also the result of researching public and private strategies. And, and putting our own spin on it with, with an emphasis on public sector considerations, because that's what we do, as well as just the practical application of our strong guiding principles. So as far as you mentioned, you know, where can you find it? How do you use it? So we have recently published um, what we're calling the AI field guide, and that's a great resource for you to check out. Just in general, um, any organization that's interested, especially public sector, who might be interested in trustworthy AI or responsible AI, and also looking, taking a look into our responsible AI framework, I really couldn't recommend that enough. I mean, me and my coworkers were, were describing lots of the current trends and problems that you'll find in AI, including uh, ethics and risk. So I would highly recommend especially checking out the two sections called the playbook, which gives you kind of like a step-by-step, -step, what are the considerations you need to make um, when developing your, your solution, as well as this response 
possible AI section. So it's a free resource catered to public sector right. and uh, would highly recommend you check it out. You've given us a lot to think about. It's great having you. I want to thank today's guest is Abby Emery. She's the senior machine learning engineer and principal investigator at Noblis. Great having you with us. Thank you so much, Tom. Glad to be here. And I'm Tom Temin. You're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Noblis. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Tackling Government Challenges Through Science and Technology, sponsored by Noblis on Federal News Network.